Is everything okay? We good? Yeah, it seems, okay. seems fine to me. Yep, yep, yep. Cool, 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 cool. Cool, 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 cool. Hi, I'm Big. And I am White. And together, we are Big and White. And you are listening to the Big and White Podcast, a podcast where we explore what it means to be a foreigner in Asia. So, what are we talking about today, White? Today, we are talking about technology. (laughs) We're pitting Nepal against America. Just kidding. We're totally not doing that. They're very different and both good in their own ways. But we are talking about technology and how we do stuff in Nepal. That's right, because it's very different from America, as I'm learning since I'm still here in America. Yeah, we have like our correspondent on the field who can tell us on the ground what Americans do. What is Postmate? No one knows. Literally, no one knows. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know either. I'm not a very good field correspondent. (laughs) All right, but before we get into that... How is your week, White? How's Nepal, man? <laughs> Nothing has happened to me except for the weather being freaking insane, which is what I'm going to talk about. Nothing to do with human interaction or anything exciting like, you know, just the weather. <laughs> but um, I think I posted on our Instagram. This was like maybe a week ago. It's probably longer When we actually publish this episode, I'm sorry, we're not so relevant. No, no. But it's not monsoon season yet. We still have a couple weeks. In the meantime, it's been super crazy here. It's been really stormy and kind of like monsoon, except that the weather, uh, except that the temperature is different. Like it gets really cold. All these fronts come and then it gets cold really fast. And anyway, so the other week... Um, our other friend, one of our Norwegian friends who we both, both big and I have worked out with, um, we were at the gym together, which is at the very top floor of this pretty tall building, which makes for beautiful views, but does not make for a good place to be when it's storming. Let me tell you. Um, so we just finished working out and it started just pouring down rain. And so we were both like, well... You know, we obviously can't go out in this. Like, she was on foot. I was on my cycle. And so I was like, well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go next door to this, um, like, vegetarian restaurant that's on the same level as the gym. And I'll just sit there. I'll do some work. I have my computer with me. She's like, yeah, that sounds good. So we go over there. It starts pouring even harder than before. And then it starts hailing. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And this happens fairly often in Nepal, um, but not usually this late in the year. And so then everybody is like scrambling around. We're closing windows. And for this building, there are walls, but like one side of the building is just windows that you close, like shuttered doors. So rain was pouring in underneath the windows oh my god and so like all of our bags had to be put up on you know on the tables and then there's also like a space in between where the wall and the roof meet so there's like nothing covering so all of these hailstones which were pretty big like the size of a 
thumbnail pretty much most of them so they were like bouncing into the restaurant and we were like backing up into the corner as much as possible but we were still getting hit in the face with hail which i'm like this does not make sense to me (laughs) i'm inside i should not have to worry about hail hitting me in the eyeball and so then you're like sitting there and you just kind of have to laugh. It was so ridiculous. Like you're sitting there and hailstones are accumulating in your lap. That is crazy. Insane. And it was so cold too. <laughs> well, what happened at the gym? Because they don't have windows on one of the walls, right? Oh, yeah. No, they had to close it. Oh, my gosh. That was the only time we've ever seen it closed. And it stopped dank the next day oh, no, gross. <laughs> <was> so gross <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, yep took a few days to freshen Tear that out. that place oh. up again you're like doing push-ups and you're like oh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> <laughs> yep and then i rode my bike through some really really tall water and kind of wrecked it just a little <laughs> bit but it's How fine a little bit wrecked <laughs> Well, the top gears won't shift. They keep slipping. Okay. So, yeah. But I felt really cool after I lived through that experience. But then I had a little bit of like post-traumatic stress. It's like, (laughs) it looks like it might rain. I don't want to go to the gym. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) So, yeah, that was my most exciting thing that's happened for months for me. What about you? (laughs) can you top that big yeah uh, I cannot top that Um, my weather here has been really boring (laughs) and you probably can drive in cars and stuff I know it's so exciting yeah my big exciting news is I am in North Dakota which is in the top middle part of America (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you get mad at people when they don't know about Arkansas. You can't be, get down on North Dakota. Nah, I would love to be in North Dakota, honestly. <laughs> yeah, there's a, a one natural food store here with all the protein powder for you. It's beautiful. I would love to go. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. So I'm here. I am teaching at a linguistics summer program. Um, I'm TAing for a class on survey, which is our job. So that's cool. I actually know what I'm talking about. It feels very exciting. Yeah, girl. Um, but yeah, it's really interesting being in North Dakota because it's like, yeah, I am back in the U.S., but I haven't really spent a significant amount of time in, I don't know, the Midwest slash Plains slash whatever you want to call this area. I keep getting people correcting me. It's not the Midwest. It is the Midwest. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Everyone has a different opinion. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm an urbanite, you know. I'm from L.A. I've lived in Portland. Even when I lived in a smaller, like, city for college, it was still, all the stores are next to each other. And then everything else is spread out, you know. (laughs) So it's really weird here. Like, everything is, like, not close to each other for no apparent reason (laughs) I borrowed someone's car and I went shopping and I wanted to go to like five different stores and 
there's just like expansive parking lots and then like nothing in between these stores <laughs> that could just be right next to each other. There's no reason for all this space. I know these parking lots never fill up. <laughs> yeah, it's very fascinating. So I'm trying to adjust to things being not near each other yeah. for no apparent reason. But it's really green right now. This is like a really beautiful time of year and people are super nice, like unnervingly nice. I don't know <laughs> what to do. <laughs> You're like suspicious of them. Not suspicious, really. Just like awkward. <laughs> like They talk to me and I'm like, uh, am I supposed to keep, is this conversation supposed to keep going? I thought, oh, we're not done talking. Okay. <laughs> I'll still be done. Uh. <laughs> uh. But. It's good. I'm adjusting. I'm learning a new culture. Yeah. Talk about culture shock. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Okay. Well, besides adjusting to North Dakotan culture, I have also been adjusting to technology in America. <laughs> there's some things that have changed a lot. I imagine there's like a lot of it. Yeah, there is a lot of technology everywhere. And a lot of some things that have changed a lot since... I originally moved to Nepal five years ago. I mean, some things are the same, obviously. I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's too early in the morning. You talk now. <laughs> you already touched on the most important aspect of different technology and businesses in Nepal and America, which is we don't have parking lots. That just kind of blew my mind when you were talking about parking yeah. lots. I'm like, holy crap, there are so many parking lots. It's so They're so true. Big. Oh, my gosh. I don't, I can't think of one parking lot. <laughs> um, Babatini has a parking lot, right? That's like a parking garage, though. That's a different. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I can't think of a parking lot. Like, either. imagine a huge flat expanse <laughs> of land. And there's just cars parked there. <laughs> yeah, no. I can't. I can't picture it. You know what I also keep struggling with is I can't find the exits to parking lots. Like <laughs> 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 when I went shopping yesterday, the other day, I kept like <laughs> driving in circles around the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> like oh surely oh there's gosh. an exit by the street and so i like drive over there and then there's no exit and i like have to loop back <laughs> to where it started it's like being back like being an ethnographer or something like you have to stop and be like where are all of the natives going <laughs> yeah so true well speaking of parking lots actually this I mean, technically is a technology thing, even though you might not think of it. Just driving in general, mm. um, it really, like, kind of readjusting to driving in America since being back. It's so interesting. Like, I feel like driving in the U.S. and driving in Nepal are both really difficult, but just in different ways. Oh, yeah. Like, driving in Nepal, there's so much going on. Like, it's not as predictable, and there's, like, all these, like... You have to watch all these different people because people don't really take turns. They just kind of like negotiate, you know, like where you're going and when. So there's all these different people that you're kind of like calculating their trajectory. and <laughs> But it's kind of slow. In that way, it's a little bit easier. Whereas like in the U.S., people are more predictable drivers. Um, 
but you're going so fast and there's like tons of street signs that you have to read and like be aware of and then incorporate that into your driving style and then watching out for pedestrians like in Oregon pedestrians always have the right of way so you have to stop for them like always so you have to like be keeping an eye out for that yeah you just like one mistake could be kind of fatal because you're going so fast so yeah it's it's hard yeah but even like people's cars are all high tech now Mm. like your bluetooth your phone automatically connects to your car and like you know you have like this fancy touch screen in the center console and stuff like that which i'm totally not used to touch screens oh my god like even older cars now wow like, in my mind, that's like, oh, new cars have touchscreens. But now it's like, yeah, cars that are 10 years old have touchscreens. Oh and I'm like, ah, ooh, I'm an old lady. <laughs> I, haven't driv- or I haven't owned a car in America for quite a few years, so that's bizarre. I never own new cars, no. so I've never had a car right. with that. But, you know, like our rental cars had it and stuff when we were traveling, so kind of adjustment for me everyone else acts like it's normal here in nepal you don't have like that but you have like a tricked out stereo lashed (laughs) to the back of the seat yeah and then your phone gets plugged into an aux cable and you have a youtube playlist going true true facts (laughs) yep and it's like synchronized with lights on the oh man that's like a bus that's not like somebody's car but still though those drivers must spend a lot of money on like phone data to be listening to youtube all day yeah that's true let's talk about businesses and how businesses tend to be run in nepal versus america we say america because we're both americans (laughs) so just assume that this is probably more expansive Anyway, and also I would like to point out before we really get into this that we are not Nepali, obviously, (laughs) in case you guys didn't know that. And we ultimately have a limited experience and knowledge about these things in Nepal. This is just our own experience and how we have viewed these things through our own like American culture. So... Nepali listeners, please feel free to email us or message us and correct us, give us other Mm -hmm. information. We are open to it. We're just doing the best we can and having fun with it. Okay, there's our disclaimer. We're dumb. (laughs) You know that already. Let's move on. Um, (laughs) I don't know what to say. uh, I'm definitely going to leave that part in. I'm just awkward pauses. (laughs) We're dumb. Uh... (laughs) It's, uh, oh, man. Whew, I'm still waking up, you guys. <laughs> it's my morning time and it's hard. <laughs> Let's talk about how you find businesses and online presences. Pres- of yes. businesses. Presences. Yeah. Presences. Presences yeah. of businesses. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with America. If you were in America and you were trying to find, uh, maybe just generally find like a certain kind of business, like say you were looking for like a grocery store or whatever, like, and you were in a town that you had just moved to a new city, how would you look for one? 
I would go to maps.google.com and then I would say grocery stores near me. <laughs> and then I would find the grocery store with the photos of what I wanted to buy. So I did this for you last week. And I was like, oh, no, you haven't been able to find kombucha. I better Google it. Look, here's natural grocers. They look like they have really good um, fresh produce and they have great reviews about bulk items. Done. And then I went there and I found it by looking at Google Maps <laughs> and I bought some kombucha. <laughs> the end. Uh, what a fairy tale. Yes. Life in America is truly a dream. Um, <laughs> so what do you do in Nepal then? <laughs> yeah. So I think I have multiple ways that I would do it in Nepal. One is if I just like happened to pass, pass by a store at some point. Then I add it to my mental catalog yes. of places I might try <laughs> later, which I'm getting pretty good at. Surprising. I'm like really growing my memory mind castle. Mm-hmm. Or I would ask around to my friends, like, where's a good place to buy this? Where do you buy groceries? And then they would tell me. And if I didn't know where it was, then they would give me verbal directions based on landmarks. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Draw you a map. <laughs> we also have a Facebook group entirely dedicated for people, not just foreigners, but Nepalese as well, asking where you can find certain items. Like, hey, has anybody seen spirulina powder sold in Kathmandu? That kind of thing. That's so true. And then I feel like Usually people are like, yeah, so there's this shop. It's behind this other one that you can find on Google. So once you get there, then ask around. It's around the corner behind, but people will know and they'll tell you where to go. Yes. It's amazing. It works. Oh, yeah. It totally works. I love it. <laughs> it does, though. Uh, I mean, it's not like there's nothing on any maps program, you know, like Google has a lot of stuff on it. Um I really like maps.me. That's a crowdsourced mapping app that's like more prevalent in Asia, but works everywhere. And you can download the map so you can use it offline. Um, sometimes that has more stuff on it because like it's just people adding their own stuff to it. So, I mean, it'll have like businesses that aren't on Google, but sometimes it also just has like, you know, a Kesha's house. <laughs> <laughs> but usually if you want information about a business you go to their Facebook page, not Google. Yes, this is a very important uh, aspect of interacting with businesses in Nepal. They might not have any Google presence, but you can find them on Facebook, like a really well-curated Facebook Mm -hmm. page. And usually they're really responsive, like if you message them on Facebook or Instagram too sometimes. Sometimes that's way easier than calling the shop or whatever. But calling is also a very valid option. Mm-hmm, yeah. And one that we have both used many a time. Like maybe somebody is like, oh yeah, well, okay, an actual experience. Oh, yeah, there's this art shop. You should totally go to it. It's really well stocked. I won't tell you how to get to it, but basically all you need to know is it's in Mongol Bazaar, this one neighborhood near to us. And um, once you get there, then just call this number. <laughs> yeah. So, like, that's all the information I had. No name. Like, some a lot of people wouldn't even know the names of businesses. I don't. 
at least. That's true. Yeah, I don't really know what stores are called. Or like sometimes we have places that we think we know the name of and that's not even the name. (laughs) We're like, yeah, let's go to Takali Kitchen. We're like, oh, no, I just looked it up. It's not called Takali Kitchen. (laughs) Who am I even? Oh, my gosh. That's so true. <laughs> yeah. Or like when I, I was trying to go to the, the shoe guy, you know, there's this guy that makes custom leather products and his shop moved. So I called him and I was like, where's your shop now? <laughs> and he just I was like, OK, you know, this road, just go down the hill. And I was like, really? Like, that's all the directions you're going to give me? <laughs> so then I did it and I found it very easily. <laughs> I was like, hmm, yes, uh- you're smarter than me. <laughs> And you can, like, uh, use, like, if you guys have heard of WhatsApp or Viber, those are two instant messaging programs that are more popular in Asia, I think, than maybe other countries. But um, you can use those to contact a business. So, like, the leather guy, he was like, oh, just Viber me the picture of the shoe that you want, and then I'll Viber you, and the shoes are ready. (laughs) (laughs) I love this. Yes. We've talked about like how you pay for things in Nepal, I think, before. Mm -hmm. But I'll just say again that often, well, it's definitely still a cash-based system. So, like, sometimes you get to use your credit card, but you're kind of going to be that obnoxious person who holds up the line because they're like, oh, I got to turn on the machine and swipe your card, and then (laughs) it's going to take a while for it to connect, and then I have to print out the receipt, and you have to sign it, and then I have to print out another receipt, and then another receipt again from the cash register. Good (laughs) grief, you stupid foreigner. Like, just pay with cash. It's so much simpler. And uh, that's kind of true. That is true. There are, though, like... Um, like digital payment systems. Like I always see signs for that, like Isewa or like some of the other ones, but I've never used those and I've never heard, like I've never talked to anyone who has. Do you know anything about this? I don't really. Yeah, I've seen like Isewa, which means like electronic service. Mm-hmm. And then there's another one that I saw on um a ride sharing app mm-hmm. called Kulti. Mm, yeah. Actually, I don't know what tea it is, but anyway. But yeah, I don't know. We have Nepali bank accounts, so we would probably be able to use them, but it sounds really complicated, so I would much rather just pay in cash. Yeah. In India, I think it's a lot more common. My friend who used to live in India was telling me about it. Um, So it's kind of like people use that instead of having like a debit card or something. Um, and I actually just, my friend who lives in China was telling me that everyone has a QR code that they use. Oh. So like to pay, you just scan their QR code. So even like beggars on the street have a QR code and to give them money, you like scan their code. Oh, snap. Well, what about what's happening in America these days? I mean, people have the tap credit cards are becoming more common. Where instead of swiping it or putting in the chip, you just like touch it to the payment, you know, thing, Mm. machine. (laughs) But I know there's also a lot of things where you can pay with your phone now. And I don't totally know how those work. I don't know if it's a QR code or what, but like with Apple Pay or whatever. I'm a little bit scared of that because I'm a Luddite, so I never tried it. (laughs) Yeah, I haven't seen a lot of that in North Dakota, but I think maybe in bigger cities it's more common. Yeah, I'm curious. Somebody tell us. Big city listeners, tell us how paying with your phone works. (laughs) (laughs) 
I was watching a YouTube video the other day and somebody in London who I was watching, you know, just used her phone and I mean, used her card and tapped it on the Mm, um, credit card reader. Mm -hmm. And I had this panicky moment like, oh, no, what if I go and I can't buy anything? I can't use my credit card. I can't actually do anything when I'm in London. Yeah, it is true. I feel like the U.S. is always like one step behind everyone else. Oh, yeah. Like, I remember everyone had chip cards in Europe when I went there in like 2005. And we had like never heard of that. In America, <laughs> yeah. You know, then we finally got chips and everyone started doing the tap. It's <laughs> like, we can't keep up. The last time I was in America, it was still like half and half. So it was like you felt vulnerable every time that you bought something because you're like, do I use the chip? <laughs> do I? And they're like, for God's sake, don't use the chip. Why would you be such an idiot and use the chip? You got to swipe it. And I'm like, I don't know. My strategy is I just hold my credit card up and look at the cashier. And then they tell me what to do. It's <laughs> good. They're like, oh, yeah, the machine's over there. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> I think it's better in Nepal because you just hand the cashier your card and they do with it what they will. That is true. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's true of a lot of technology in Nepal. It's like like a lot of technology is existent or prevalent, but it's like people still choose to be more people oriented. Mm, yeah, that's so true. And something that I really like. They have the ability to do a lot of the technology that's happening in the U.S. and other places where, you know, Maybe ordering on an iPad instead of ordering with a cashier or just looking online instead of calling and talking to someone or, you know, filling out a form instead of texting them your order. But it's like in Nepal, they're just choosing to not do that. Like, no, we still want to have, you know, yeah, that human connection. I wonder if it's related, you know, if it's a cultural thing of like the communal, more communal culture or I don't know. Like I noticed that when I was in Japan a couple years ago, they have a lot of technology that we could have in the U.S., but we just don't. Mm. Like, they have a lot of vending machines, more vending machines where you can buy stuff, or a lot of restaurants, you walk in, you order at a touchscreen, and then you sit down, and then a waitress brings you your food. It's like, we could do that in the U.S., but we choose not to. And I feel like it must be a cultural choice, right? Yeah, I would think so. It kind of makes, I mean... Thinking about like the Japanese scenario, I'm like, oh, that makes me sad to like not interact with anybody really for like most of your meal. Yeah, it's interesting. I wonder what drives that desire to be, I don't know. Yeah, to have yeah. fewer interactions. Is it just like our country's so dense, we're so tired of talking to right. people? Right. <laughs> Would people in New York City want to do the same thing? <laughs> or is it some, yeah, other cultural aspect? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Speaking of a lack of interaction, let's talk about online shopping. Oh my gosh, dude. It is taking over the world. <laughs> yeah. You need to tell me about what it's like in America right now. Like, tell me about Amazon and all these things that are happening. Yeah. I mean, like, Amazon was a th has been a thing the last few years. Oh, yeah. You know. I mean, I'm not like a complete caveman, but I think it's gotten faster since we lived there, right? Yeah, exactly. And like now, if you live in a city, you can get same day delivery on a lot of stuff or next day. Hmm. And even if you're out kind of far, like in a rural area, usually you can get two or three day delivery like very easily. So especially if you're a Amazon Prime member, it's free to get that kind of shipping for most products. So you really, if you can plan ahead by like a day or two, you don't actually ever have to go to the store. <laughs> 
which is like so weird to me. And they just started a new thing, actually, which I like, where it's like you pick a day of the week and then you all of your Amazon products like come on that same day. Oh. So, you know, you can order stuff throughout the week and then everything arrives on Thursday. So that's kind of nice. You're not just getting like a million boxes every day or whatever. Like just one box of toilet paper. Yeah, exactly. You know, I can see like why people want to do it. Like it's very convenient. Or if you live somewhere where you're not near a lot of stores that have like good options, um, it's a, you know, you can get more variety of stuff. And now that they're connected with Whole Foods, like there's a lot more food options that you can get. Or like for me, I really try to buy, uh, especially clothes, but other stuff too that I know is ethically manufactured. And, you know, if you're not in a big city, it can be really hard to find that in person. So ordering it online can be a good option. But I do find it really weird, like to not browse a store and to not interact with like other customers and other cashiers and you know and stuff and even like I've noticed that some businesses have tried to do things that make you feel like you're interacting more with other customers like really as you're on their website it has a little thing at the bottom that says like oh Stacy C just ordered two packages of x or whatever oh my gosh I hate when they do that like to show like you're not the only one here. Like how many people are doing this? Yeah, it's really weird. <laughs> like you can't influence me, Stacy C. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I have like since I've been back, I've been back for just over a month. I've ordered several things online because I haven't been in big cities and there's things that I kind of like wanted to get access to right away. But I don't really like it. There's so much packaging. I get all these boxes and all mm-hmm. this stuff. It, it feels like unnecessary, you know. Like, this stuff probably already got shipped from China. It feels, like, weird to have it get shipped again from Cincinnati to me in Oregon or whatever. Right. <laughs> yeah, that kind of, like, surprised me, um, again, watching a YouTube video. Like, it seems like it's just super common that you wouldn't go to a normal store. And plus, a lot of businesses don't even have storefronts. You have to order their stuff online. Right. And then, you know, you just buy a bunch of stuff with the intention of sending some of it or all of it back. Mm -hmm. And that, like, kind of blows my mind. Like, of course, that's been around for a long time, I would imagine. But I'm from a rural area. And so, like, I didn't really... That wasn't really like an option, it didn't feel like. Mm-hmm. You had your big shopping trip, and that was it. Yeah, and that's been available kind of, but they're making it so much easier. Like Amazon has this thing where it's called like Amazon Wardrobe, I think, where you can order stuff that you're not, you haven't like technically bought it yet. You're just ordering it to try it on. And then if you keep it, then you oh. pay for it. Yeah. Whoa, that's a really good idea. Mm-hmm. I still think you should go to a store, but... Yeah, part of it is just what society, you know, like culturally it's becoming normal. So like instead of stopping by Target on your way home from work, you just like order a couple things on Amazon and they'll be here tomorrow night, you know? Hmm. Like it, it existed before, but now it's just becoming more normal. Right. But you were saying that there are a lot of stores that don't have storefronts. Uh, my friend was telling me that a lot of restaurants now don't have storefronts either or they they do but 
people don't really eat there. Like, their primary business is takeout from, you know, Uber Eats or, like, all the other food delivery companies. Wow. All those American Chinese places really were ahead of the game. (laughs) They sure were. Yeah, they sure were. (laughs) (laughs) Huh. Oh, man. Yeah, and she said there's, like, um, sometimes you can get special deals where it's, like, if they're already delivering an order to your neighborhood, then you can get, like, half off on your delivery price or whatever if you, like, order, you know, within, like, five minutes or something. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, there's all these ways to, like, hack the system, you know? That would be hilarious if, like, Food Mandu or Boge, like, the the food delivery apps for Katmandu, they should, like, implement that. (laughs) Can you imagine? (laughs) Instead of 50 cents, it's 25 cents for delivery. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, you might get your food faster. I don't know. I I always have bad experiences when I order from places across town. Or someone else would just get your food. That's true. (laughs) They're like, ma'am, I am at the intersection. Come get your food. And then you're just walking with a mass of people going to get your dinner. That's what I think would happen, actually. Whoever gets here first gets your food. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Woo. Yeah, maybe not, actually. I changed my mind. That's funny. <laughs> but I will say that online shopping is available in Kathmandu. That's true. You're right. And actually, some places, like some businesses um, will deliver, like they'll say, free delivery across Nepal. And I'm always like, how the heck do you do that? Across Nepal? I haven't seen that. I've seen like in Kathmandu. Across Nepal. Wow. Oh, yeah. Like some of the Instagram pages that I follow will say that. And I'm just like, how? They just like have a cousin that lives in Jamsam. <laughs> exactly. You're like, well, I called around and my second cousin's wife uh, her friend is driving <laughs> to Tansen, so she's going to oh, bring yeah. it down on that bus, and then she'll drop it off in this village, and my other cousin will come and get it, and then they'll bring it to your house. So no amazing. It might not be time efficient, but it's like, it is efficient. There's like that relational amazing network. <laughs> so good. Yes, I I really, really respect how Nepalis are able to network and be so interconnected with people mm-hmm. and make relationships really quickly. Like, it just blows my mind and I love it and I totally can do it. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I know. I feel kind of like there's a weird isolation that comes along with all of our technological advances that we have going on in the U.S. right now and other countries, I'm sure, too. Mm. Um online shopping we have like a few places that you can get things like kind of like craigslist for Kathmandu that you can like list items Mm -hmm. and there's like facebook groups like that too but then there's also like i don't know kind of like amazon right like mini amazon yeah but i mean just like way fewer options (laughs) yeah although i was looking for a blender bottle like for protein powder the other day And I looked at one of these online shopping websites Mm -hmm. and I found some good ones. (laughs) Like, oh my gosh, I found one blender bottle that was in the shape of a man's chest. (laughs) Kind of like a bust, you know what I mean? Like a statue bust kind of thing. Oh my gosh. 
gosh. And it was hilarious, like perfectly defined pecs and like six pack. Please I was like, this is so it, atrocious. Please. I want it. I want it so bad. And they had two color options. You want to guess what they were? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, no, I don't even want to guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's better if I just report what they were or else it reflects badly on us. So there was one that was called off-white. Okay. Which was a white person, like flesh-colored okay. white skin tone. And then um, the other was just called Kahlo, which is black. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was so good. I wanted oh, it, oh but I didn't gosh. buy it. I'm so disappointed in you. <laughs> but like, those are the kind of options that you don't expect to find. And sometimes <laughs> right. you come across a gem. That is so true. So true. <laughs> I bet I could not find that on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What would you even search for that? Like, man muscle. <laughs> I would be afraid to try. <laughs> Oh, that's so true. Make sure the safe search is on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so here's another online shopping thing that is so popular right now is subscription services. Ooh, okay. Like, I'm sure you've heard ads for these if you listen to any other podcast that actually has ads. But, like, toothbrushes, razors, food, books, coffee. Like, you can get like pre-made meals you can get a box every week or every month full of like international snacks you can get clothes all these things where it's like a monthly thing where it comes or weekly or daily or whatever it's very common now wow that is also fairly smart i think in like a very expensive kind of way well i mean it's smart for the company because they have like you know Unless you, like, remember to cancel, they have a guaranteed right. purchase from you every yeah. month. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it does make your life easy if you're, like, really busy, you know. Or I think, like, the food ones can make it easy to eat healthier. Yeah. But it just, I, again, like, back to how much packaging it is, it kind of makes me feel queasy. <laughs> oh, that's so true. Well, I wonder, though, if, like, eventually, you know, after a lot of damage is done, if they... Ten, if they make it a thing that companies have to use some kind of biodegradable stuff, because mm -hmm. I know some of them use like recycled things or stuff that like composts. No. What do you call that? De de yeah. Decomposes. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of companies are getting better about that. But even so, like I was talking to my friend who's an environmental engineer and I was commenting about Amazon and shipping and stuff. And she was like, yeah, well, you know, it's, quote, recyclable packaging. And I was like, what does that mean? Is it not actually recyclable? And she's like, well, it is, but we don't know that it gets recycled. Uh. Like, we ship a lot of our recycling to China now. And we don't actually know if they actually recycle it or if they just, like... They probably just burn it. We're paying them to put it in there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, like, put it straight in the ocean. <laughs> They're like, good luck, LA. All of yeah, right. <laughs> all of our pollution Suckers. flows to you. We know it. <laughs> <laughs> what other good stuff we got? Anything else? Yeah. Well, in Nepal now we have a Netflix. We have like Hulu. A bunch of those streaming services weren't like available in Nepal before, unless you used a VPN, I guess. But now they yeah. are, and it's so exciting. For the most part, you can you can access, like, most stuff. Like, you don't have access to a lot of the shows that American Netflix has. Mm -hmm. But 
you have plenty of like all of the Netflix originals and stuff. Mm-hmm. Although yeah. one thing, you know, that I do think not Netflix, but on Instagram that I think is a little sad hmm. is that in America, apparently you can like, you know, post an Instagram story with uh, a song playing in the background. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, in Nepal, you can't you can see that someone has posted the song but then if you try and turn the volume up it's like instagram music is not available in your region i'm like oh mm-hmm. <laughs> i missed out on so many montages just go find the song yourself <laughs> yes and like play it while you're watching their story oh man that would be commitment yes uh, yeah but um I don't know. I feel like I don't want to make it sound like, oh, technology in Nepal is so behind or so lame or something. I mean, we've already talked about how it's like more people oriented, but it also people are super connected in Nepal. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's such a small country, but the terrain is so crazy that it's pretty hard to access a lot of places. So people are really taking advantage of cell phones and people in the most remote mountain villages like are texting with their girlfriend on Facebook Messenger and like watching YouTube videos, you know, Bollywood music or like reading the news about, you know, international news or whatever. So it's awesome like how much people have used technology to kind of gain access to the rest of the world. Yeah. Yeah. So true. Especially since like where I'm from, you go off the main interstate and you don't have service on your phone. And here you have like at least 3G in many places that you'll go around the country. So. Oh, yeah. We have way better internet in Nepal than in America oh, for yeah. sure. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So, yeah, all of that to say we just live kind of between two very different countries with very different approaches to what is important. And that influences a lot with technology. Do you Mm -hmm. want to be more efficient? Do you want to be more people oriented? What's important to you? And it's really cool to see how that has played out in both of the places that we really, really love. Yeah, totally. Okay, well, I think now it's time for our segment, which is actually (gasps) Mailbag. Yes, I've been waiting for this all week. (laughs) Okay, so wait. Um, We got a message from one of our listeners. Hey, girl. Um, And will you tell us about it? Okay, so just to set the scene, you guys, our most loyal listeners, might... Remember that in our last episode, we talked about kind of struggling with Nepali censoring, and we talked about our shared experience with watching Wonder Woman and a oddly explicit scene (laughs) where, what's his name, main character is talking to beautiful Wonder Woman, and he's like naked apparently, Mm -hmm. and his crotch was like all blurred out, fuzzied out. And it's been haunting us for like the past two years. Haunting Um, my dreams. So one of our listeners actually messaged us after she listened to that episode. She was like, basically, you guys made me actually think about that scene. Uh, You made me curious. You can't see anything, but it's certainly suggestive. And she sent me the actual scene on YouTube. So... You can look it up for yourselves. The one that she sent me is called Steve Trevor in the Bath, 
Wonder Woman. <laughs> and um, I watched it and Big watched it as well. And we're both like still disturbed. <laughs> and my uh, friend who sent this was also disturbed after watching it again. Okay, but she said that she it didn't really stick out to her while she was watching the movie. And I think that was like the point that you know, we were making is like, right. if they hadn't blurred it out, we probably would have been like, wow, that's kind of suggestive, and then moved on and like never remembered it again. But because they blurred it out, <laughs> we were thinking about it like for years after. <laughs> so sometimes censorship has the opposite effect. <laughs> it's so weird. And I'm sure I'm going to be doing that with Avengers Endgame too. Like, I don't <laughs> want to be thinking about Captain America's I mean, whatever. I can think about <laughs> Captain America's butt, but like I wouldn't have thought about Captain America's butt except that they bleeped it out and said, that's America's beep. And now it's in my head forever. Oh, I love it. That's amazing. <sighs> we will make it haunt your dreams as well, because if we see it, you see it. You're welcome. And thank you for writing in, dear listener. So good. Yep. You're awesome. Okay, well... I think that I should probably go to sleep and you should probably like drink some more coffee and go to work. Maybe. I probably should. But before that, don't you think uh, all our amazing listeners should follow us on like Instagram and Facebook? Oh and my stuff? gosh. They should totally follow us. Yeah. They should also probably rate our podcast if they get a chance on like whatever app they like listening to podcasts on. Um, they could even like support us on Patreon if they wanted. That would be cool. Yeah, I mean, that wouldn't make us mad. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like once they do that, then we can like totally hang up. So I think I think I'm True. gonna go. I'm gonna go. Okay. Like, have the rest of my day and definitely drink some more coffee. Yeah, girl. Okay, well, I guess it's time to go. Okay, Big, have a good day. Enjoy America, okay? Big? Big? Hmm. She freaking hung up on me.